What's going on, hardliners? Not sure if you knew this, but we're in a war against an evil faction that just won't quit. But little do they know, with Christ Jesus in our heart, we will win this war because this is the Lord's fight. We are firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you be strong and steadfast made for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to his hard line. Not physically, but I have been beaten down today. You are listening to His Hard Line. And we are supposed to. And. His Hard Line discussion the way I had planned, the way I wanted. Um, Here's the long story short. So basically, it's going to be a shortened show. My mental capacity is has now been depleted because literally I have been in a labyrinth of hell of going in and out of different options for Xfinity Internet. We took our box today and um, which is our, you know, our modem router, whatever the heck it's called. It's been kind of acting up. And so we had. got a new one replaced so we got that and the lady said make sure you download the xfinity app i said well i think i have it already she goes well no there's a new one i said okay so now i gotta do that and then sign in and just so i did all that got home and i figured you know what i'm not even gonna mess with this i'm just gonna connect my laptop to the to my cell phone tether it right with the internet connection so that wouldn't work and so I couldn't do the podcast. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Now, let me just paint the picture for you. Now, the day started off well. And in fact, it started out real well. I woke up early. We got some vacuuming done. Got some cleaning done. Helped my wife out with some of the laundry. We got rocking and rolling. We went out to eat. Had a great lunch, actually. There's a place uh, where we live at. We just discovered. had Just discovered. It's basically going to be my new favorite burger joint. So... Um, and they're, they're not a burger joint, but they have great burgers. I was like, wow, I'm like, I'm coming back here. <clears throat> I tell you what it is, but I like to keep my location to a minimum here, <clears throat> but, um, or not to a minimum, but to a, uh, you know, a private, uh, status here. Um, and for the record, it is March 10th, right? Yeah, it's March 10th, <laughs> 2022. And so anyway, I had to go today to get fingerprinted because, you know, in order to have my hazmat license on my CDL, my hazmat endorsement on my CDL, I have to get fingerprinted. So I had to go do all that. The guy was having a bunch of issues there because, you know, I was born abroad over in Japan. 
So I had to have, you know, brought in special documents to show who I am. They had to have stuff that had my mom and dad's name on it since my birth certificate didn't have it on there. I mean, it's just, it was one thing after the other today. So I had to deal with that. And then, um, I'm just not, I'm, you know, just for the sake of time and frustration, I'm not even going to go down the laundry list of things that kind of went wrong. And I say went wrong. I'm not talking, you know, catastrophic. I mean, just little annoyances throughout the day. By and large, I should count my blessings. We are alive. I have my family, my me, my wife, our daughter. We're all healthy. We have a beautiful home. And you know, I'm I'm just gonna start off right here again. We're, this this discussion, it's like I said. <laughs> I tell you how how fitting too. You know, maybe this is God's way of um, implementing real life with the show. I guess um, <laughs> the the show is titled Cause and Effect. <laughs> Talk about irony, right? So, again, this is not going to be a typical discussion, but um, I, I am going to touch on a few things. But before I do, I think it's only fitting that I read, definitely read something out of the scriptures. I was supposed to do, you know, I wanted to do a um, a 1% or less. And I'm daughter. But because of the huge barrage of stumbling blocks left right and sideways we're just gonna do that tomorrow um full disclosure we're just gonna do that tomorrow because uh, like i said i just don't have the mental capacity i haven't even eaten dinner yet i just got off the phone <laughs> with tech support and dealing with their nonsense for about 30 to 40 minutes and here's the kicker <laughs> yes i guess if anybody's having a bad day i let this be let this maybe let this hopefully let you laugh. So I'm on the phone with tech support trying to get my internet going so I can get this podcast going. Now I had, like I said, I had been dealing with this labyrinth of hell on, <laughs> of this stupid automated system that every corporation seems to have implemented now. It's like, it's almost impossible to talk to a real human being. I swear. Finally, I get to a real human being. And of course, it's someone that's out of this country, which I get. There's a lot of call centers. I used to work in the education space years ago, and we used to outsource a lot of call centers in the Philippines and in India and Utah of all states. And so anyway, I know they're all out there. But, you know, so I spent all this time on the phone with they're like, well, we're going to have to restart your router. I said, OK, do what you got to do. I already did that. That's not working. And so, so they restarted and while it's restarting, they said, it's going to take about eight to 10 minutes. I said, okay, I go to some of these promotions, maybe to help you save money. I said, no, no, I, uh, -uh. and well, with your consent, sir, I would really like to go over some of these, you know, some of these promote, no. And yet they still stuck with the script. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. What is this? What are you doing? Why? Like what, what part of no, don't you understand? I mean, like I said, this, the title of the show cause and effect, I tell you what the cause was them frustrating me. And my effect was about to freaking go through the roof. That's, that's for sure. I mean, so anyway, again, like I said, this, this podcast is not going to be a normal one. In fact, it's going to be very shortened up because I don't have the mental capacity. <laughs> that I do want to read some scripture out of uh, Psalm 56. It's not real long, but this is so fitting for what the trials and tribulations I was just dealing with today. And I'm just going to start with verse 6. It's just verse 6 through 12. But basically, all it is is, 
All the day they foil my plans. Their every thought is of evil against me. They hide together in ambush. They watch my every step. They lie in wait for my life. They are evil. God, cast the nations down in your anger. My wanderings you have noted. Are my tears not stored in your flask, recorded in your book? My foes turn back when I call on you. This I know. God is on my Praise the word of the Lord. In God I trust. I do not fear. What can man do to me? And and seriously, it is indeed, you know, what can man do to me? Nothing. I only allow, you know, I'm the only one that allows what man can do to me, right? And so at the end of the day, um I I can't I can't let these stupid little things bring me down. Um and, but you know, again, I'm human being. I'm a human being just like you, right? We all have these days. Um, we all have these days. Uh, yeah, boy, I tell you, it's just been, it's been a day. It has been a day. Um, if you can too, if, while I'm thinking about it, do me a favor, share this, this podcast far and wide. This week has been a challenge. I've been dealing with pod beans and nonsense, and now I've been dealing with these internet issues. And again, I know I'm doing something right. I have almost, I'm almost reaching 1,100 downloads in you know, just a little over five weeks, which is just amazing. And I want to thank all of you who have been coming to listen. Just, I can't be, I can't say thank you enough. Um, my listeners, uh, I, I've noticed on my metrics here that the listeners are increasing, so that's great too. I really appreciate that. And then a text www.hishardline.com. There is a podcast app on there or on the homepage. You click the I'm listening, um, share it, tell people about it. And and also my wife's as well. Hers is strength in numbers and then the number three.com. So strength in numbers three.com. You can find her podcast on there as well. And she has such a sweet voice. If you want to start your day off with the perfect five minutes uh, at the beginning of your day, Go listen to her podcast too. You can listen to it on her website. There's a live media player. And like I said, they're about four to five minutes long. Nothing to this, right? Where it's like 45, 55 you know, minutes to an hour. Um, but really, she does have a wonderful devotional that she does. Not daily. I'm trying to convince her to do it daily. Sometimes she struggles with writer's block, but you know, she has such a delivery and such a beautiful voice and such a tender soul and a kind heart. You just, when you hear her, it's like, wow, like that must be what an angel sounds like if they're, you know, if I've ever heard one. And so go check it out. Um, I'm just going to go over the quote of the day. We already did a little Bible verse. This one I want to read. And it says, years may wrinkle the skin, but to give up interest wrinkles the soul. You are as young as your faith, as old as your doubt, as young as your self-confidence, as old as your fear, as young as your hope, as old as your despair. In the central place of every heart, there is a recording chamber. So long as it receives messages of beauty, hope, cheer, and courage, so long, you are, so long are you young. When your heart is covered with the snows of pessimism and the ice of cynicism, then and then only are you grown old. And then indeed, as the ballad says, 
That is by General Douglas MacArthur. Very important man in history. We'll discuss him further. Um, we're going to just go off the cuff here because I just don't want to end it at 12 minutes here, to be quite honest with you. What I really wanted to talk about, and I intended to, you know, again, get show notes put together. And, um, but again, the day just took us out and we were running errands. And then my wife forgot something at go other really truly is but what i wanted to kind of discuss was you know the whole cause and effect with these high gas prices everybody's everybody's going to deal with it you know they're already dealing with it i think out in fresno california i think i heard something to the tune that they were dealing with like 9.99 a gallon i mean basically 10 bucks a gallon right because we all know they got that nine tenths at the end of that 99 right so i mean they were they're looking at 10 bucks a gallon out there now, fortunately, we've been kind of around for 20 to 25 around here. But, you know, I've been hearing that it's been anticipated that, you know, the price of oil is going to be going possibly. I don't know. You know, again, this is I'm just going to put this little disclosure out there. Anything I speak about right now is opinion and it's um, assumptions. It's nothing that anything I'm talking about right now now at least most of it is not fact I, this is just just me talking price of oil per barrel will reach anywhere between two to 230 dollars a barrel now what does that mean well again we're talking about cause and effect here so you know if you got barrel a barrel of oil costs 230 dollars right if that's what they're saying it's going to go to. And I think right now, well, I don't know. I didn't even look all day today. I don't even know what the stock markets did. I didn't check anything, but last I knew it was like $130 a barrel. So all it needs to do is go up another $100, right? Which doesn't seem like is too far-fetched. I mean, for crying out loud, two years ago, what? We saw negative prices, right? We saw negative 35 and 40 negative $40 for a barrel of oil. It's like, well, how's that work? It's like, well, you you got to pay to, to give to get someone to take your oil, basically. I mean, so we can see negative prices. Yeah, don't be surprised if we see two hundred and two hundred thirty, you know, dollars of of oil, uh, barrel of oil. So what's that mean? Well, if we if we have two hundred dollars plus for a barrel, dollars and twenty five cents, at least in our area, and I'm sure it's the same everywhere else. Some places higher, maybe some places lower, but you know, if you hit $200, we could very well see in most areas of the country, anywhere between seven and eight, maybe eight fifty a gallon. That's a lot of money. Even if you have a little four cylinder car that doesn't eat up a lot of gas. I mean, I tell you, you know, that's a lot of money. Who can afford that? Listen, even someone who makes a six-figure year income, when I say six figures, I mean, I'm just saying like those who just barely push 100000 a year. That's a lot of money. So what's that going to do? So if people are having to pay that much more for fuel, I mean, I listen, real life, okay? Now, this is a real-life conversation that actually occurred at a gas station I was at just yesterday. And I delivered, and the manager and I, we were talking, and she was saying, she goes, yeah, she saying, you know, I'm going to quit my job. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah. 
afford to drive. I'd be working basically to pay for gas. Why am I going to work to pay for gas? This is very, she has an SUV, a suburban actually. So, you know, that thing's freaking just eating up gas, like freaking nothing else. Right. And I started thinking to myself, how many other people out there are like that? Right. I mean, seriously, I mean, look, I, I mean, listen, I'm not tied to money like I used to, but even I was saying to my, my wife, I'm like, man, I'm like, if gas gets up to six, $7 an hour, I'm like, we are not driving nearly anywhere. We're going to be big homebodies. So there's another effect, right? People are going to be starting to stay home more because they're not going to want to freaking keep filling up their gas tanks and dropping a hundred dollar bill every time they have to fill up, you know, from the halfway point. I mean, that's probably a little exaggeratory, but but, you know, not too far-fetched when you got a pickup truck. Listen, when I when I lived in Florida, I, I bought a pickup truck. I had I bought a 2013 F-150. Yes, I, I am a Ford guy. Sorry uh, to any of those Chevy and Dodge fans out there. But let me tell you something. First pickup truck, I had two Ford Mustangs that I owned. And then when I went and bought my first pickup truck and I drove it off the lot uh, to test drive it. And the sales guy was like, you know, it's on E. Um Let's stop at the gas station. Just put a little fuel in there real quick. I said, yeah, no problem. So we stopped at the gas station. Now, at that time, this was like right. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it was in 2013. I think the price of gas per gallon down there, if I recall correctly, was like 320. If I recall correctly, like it was pretty high. And that was in 2013. So we get to the gas station and uh, he starts pumping. He goes, out of curiosity. And I, I thought that, and, and I should have known better because I used to sell cars. I should have known better. And he's just, you know, he asked me, he goes, out of curiosity, what do you think the chances of you buying this truck are today? Because if you're thinking you're going to take it off the lot today, well, then I'll just fill this thing up all the way. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, chance pretty good. I'm going to make a deal here. So I'm like, yeah, just fill it up. So he fills it up. Now with my Mustang, both Mustangs I had, they both had five, uh, five you know, uh, one, excuse me. They both had eight cylinders. One was a five liter. My 09 that I had was a 4.6. My five liter, you know, it ate up some gas, but you know, as long as I drove it and feathered it nice, which was almost never, um, it still was all right. It was all right on gas. All right. Cause it had a bigger holding tank on it. So as he's filling this thing up, I see like, I'm used to paying, you know, from empty to full, like, I don't know, 45, 50 bucks at max, maybe right at those prices. Not realizing how much bigger, you know, a gas tank is in a pickup truck. And next thing I know, I'm seeing the dollar amounts hitting 60, then 70. Now I'm starting to sweat. I'm like, what the hell am I getting myself into? Then it hits 80 and then 90. I was like, come on, do not go up in the three digits. Do not. And sure as hell, $108. I was like, what? Just to get the gas tank filled up in this damn thing. And that was at 320. I can't even imagine what people are paying right now. Listen, I drive a semi. Thank God I'm not an owner-operator. But when I go and fill that thing up daily, and it's got one 90-gallon tank, okay, one diesel, one 90-gallon diesel tank. And when I fill that thing up from not really quite empty, but, you know, an eighth of a tank's left in it, I think the other day, I said diesel was like a little over five bucks, I think it was for a gallon. I saw a $430 price tag on that freaking pump. I was like, holy cow. Now it's for I have dual hundred gallon tanks on each side. Some of these trucks, 
I feel bad for some of these owner operators because if they're feeling from, you know, empty to full, you better believe they're dropping a thousand dollars probably at five, six, you know, five, five, fifty, six dollars a gallon in diesel. You better believe they're bitter over a hundred. You imagine dropping 10 of those hundreds? Yeah, not me. I'm sorry. So what's the next effect? All right, so these gas prices, so you got that, right? You got people that are probably going to stay home. They're going to quit their job, especially if they got a long ways to drive. They're going to be like, look, I don't make enough money to freaking pay them kind of gas prices. No way. Most people aren't going to sell their cars to get something cheaper. Like, that's just a big hassle in of itself. So you're going to have people that are not going to be motivated to work as much because they're not going to want to drive. You're going to get people that are going to be not as motivated to go out and, you know, go out to the restaurants because now, People are already strapped because of the high inflation in, in grocery bills. They're already strapped with the, you know, with the high utility costs and gas and electric. I mean, same right here. You know, I noticed my gas and utility bills collectively between, you know, gas and electric have both gone up. I would say collectively, eh, probably a good 60 to $70 over the winter. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, for the average person who doesn't really make a lot of money, that can mean the freaking world there. You know, that can mean not getting, you know, as many groceries that week. Right. Again, God has blessed us with a very modest and healthy income and more money than I've ever made in my life. And I am so grateful for it. But there are so many people out there that if, they're ma if you're making sixty, seventy thousand dollars and you're just by yourself, I mean. You might do all right, but if you're, you know, if you're just a sole income earner making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, and you know your your spouse is like a stay at home mom, right? Because more people are working, you know, are, 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 are homeschooling their children and they're being more stay at home moms, which I think is great because we need more of that in this nation. But if you're a sole provider making that kind of income, and let's just say you got one, two children, oh my God, you you're feeling it. You're feeling it. I know you're feeling it, and you're stressed. And so, you know, hard decisions start needing to be made, right? So, you know, now you got the price of fuel going up. People are going to stay home more and they're not going to go out to eat, right? Harder choices are going to need to be made. Now you look at the semi side of the business, right? The, the truck drivers, all right? Now companies can probably, I don't know. I don't even want to make an assumption there. But, you know, now you got these trucking companies and independent owner operators, Fuel cost has gone up exponentially. Well, what's that going to do? Well, they got to float that cost somewhere else. All right. It's, again, just another tax. All right. They're certainly not going to eat it because they're already freaking eating enough taxes as it is already. So where is that cost going to get floated to? Well, it's going to get co that cost of extra surcharge and fuel to the company that needs shipping done. Right. So whether if that's Walmart or, or Kellogg's or whatever. Right. It does just put the corporation name right in front of it. Whatever the corporation is getting charged to ship those items, guess what? They're not going to eat the cost either. Again, just like if, if Congress were to increase taxes, right, on, on corporations. Well, you think they're going to eat that cost? No. It's going to get put right into the freaking cost of the item. So guess who eats it? We do. So there's another effect. So high fuel costs is going to make everything go up even further. I mean, like I said, they said that this inflation was going to be transitory. It's not transitory, guys. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. If you can't figure it out, this is a destruction of the dollar that we're seeing happening right now before our eyes. I'm pretty convinced that the dollar is already gone and crashed. We're just starting to see the tumbling block. We're like, we're, we're, we're seeing the destruction happen right now. Like the explosion already happened, but like we're just now starting to see the, the the rubble coming to rain down on us like seriously 
Like, it's like, I guess the best way I can put it is like, you know, a volcano going off, like a mega volcano going off on one side of the world. And it's not till like weeks and months later until we start seeing the sun getting, you know, darkened in the sky. And we start getting ash and smoke and sulfur in the air, right? It's starting to come down on you. Like, that's, I think, what's happening right now. Like, I think we already had this happen, right? Dollars crashing. It's gone. People are losing confidence in it. Countries around the world are starting to pull away from it as their, you know, main world economic, you know, currency. And, uh, you know, and rightfully so. This thing's not backed by gold. It's a fiat fake dollar that the only thing that has any type of value behind it is the confidence that the people of America put into it. But it has no value. It's basically a piece of paper. It's art. You might as well just put it literally in a frame and put it up in your restaurant. I'm like, hey, that, literally, it's, it's my first dollar. That's a nice piece of art, isn't it? Because it has no value. So now the cost of goods are going to go up. And again, it's going to continue to make people make harder choices. What else is going to happen? I think we're about to see some of the hardest times that we're about to experience coming forward. And I'm not saying that to be a fear porn promoter or a distributor. I say that because I want people who listen to this message to make sure that you hear this. All right. Get yourself some food. If you have a Costco or a Sam's Club membership, get yourself bulk rice. Get yourself bulk beans, whatever. Get things in bulk. Pickles. You can get a big jar of pickles, you know, kosher whatever pickles. Those big giant ones that you see at the sub shops like Jimmy John's that they sell for like $3.85 for a big jar of it. Like we bought a few of them. It'll... They don't expire till the year 2024. So not next year, but the year after that. You can you can store up a good amount of food that will at least minimum last you, you know, 30 days. You probably want something at least three months because I'm going to tell you right now. From what I've been seeing around my grocery stores. Now, my mom says something different. She's like, well, when I go around my grocery stores, I don't really see, you know, food scarcity. Well, okay. You also have a lot of ports down there and a lot of shipping lanes that come down. And so you have quick, you know, you got more access um, both on the west and the east coast of that state from the Gulf Gulf and the Atlantic side to get your, your goods. But when you look at like Michigan or Illinois or Wisconsin or any of that, right, we got to rely. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip of water. We got to rely on. The intermodal train, you know, shipping from California to come into Chicago. Then we got to rely on intermodal trucking that takes those containers off from those trains and brings them, distributes them through the Midwest. <clears throat> we don't have direct shipping lanes. Is <laughs> salt, like stuff like that. We don't get food. Not that I know of anyways. Like we don't, you know, we're not seeing Delta and then these huge ships of, you know, food. No, we don't see that. We rely on a lot, believe it or not, we do rely on a lot of our farmers and there's a lot of hunters up here as well. But I look around at a lot of the stores, the grocery store, that especially the grocery store we go to. <coughs> Sorry. 
I got a little tickle in my throat. I might have to end this sooner than later because it just won't go away. But let me finish this thought. I'm starting to see food more and more become scarce on the shelves. It's not as full as it once used to be, even after like the COVID settled down, right? And then we started seeing stock getting up there again. But I'm starting to see more and more bare shelves in a lot of areas. Seriously, it's crazy. And I see the writing on the wall. It's just a slow, slow death of like a thousand lashes, right? That's what we're seeing of this, what's happening with the dollar in this nation. So do yourself a favor. Get yourself some cases of water. Get yourself some rice. Get yourself some beans or beef jerky. Stuff that's storable that you can put in your closet, under your bed. If you have a pantry with some extra space, put it in your pantry, right? Get yourself some extra storable food. Get some cash out. Maybe buy a little bit of silver or gold. If you own some weapons, maybe buy some ammo in case you need to do a little hunting. At the end of the day, we're seeing, we're going to be seeing some crazy stuff. And I've been seeing a lot of people <clears throat> talk about victory gardens again. What are victory gardens? Well, back in World War One and World War Two, when all, a lot of the food was getting shipped overseas for the soldiers, right? Like, And then obviously there was other factors involved, but you know, getting food here in this country during the war was hard. So people had what was called victory gardens where they grew their own food. It was the only way they could feed themselves. And I'm starting to see the chatter about that again. Victory gardens. I went and bought some wood today. We're going to be building up, uh, we're going to be building some garden beds in our backyard. Um, a book on it but thankfully i have a friend of mine zach he knows everything there is to know about gardening and so anyway um yeah there's some things i just said i didn't know but he's gonna help us out um getting buying greenhouse as well but here's the thing guys like what we're seeing happen right now i've read about and have researched for the last 12 plus years and I never thought um, and I've always watched movies on this right like I don't know why call me a freak I guess but I've always was in fact I was just fascinated with movies that were doomsday related right especially like you know Red Dawn the remake and there's another movie called Dragon Day um, I think that's what it was called or Red Red Dra Dragon Day, I can't remember. I've always was fascinated with movies like that because I, I often wondered, right, like 2012, right, like, you know, weather, doomsday, day after tomorrow. You know, I always envision myself and wonder, you know, what would I do in a situation like this? And, you know, and then you hear a lot of the conspiracy theories as they were once touted years ago about, like, this kind of day coming. And people used to be like, you know, they would always say, well, that's... Well, you know, I'm done trying to be hysterical about it because, and I'm not going to sit here and say I told you so on so many things because there's been so many, his, you know, uh, there's been so many quote-unquote conspiracy theories and from tin hat, you know, tinfoil hatters, right, hat wearers that, you know, that a lot of these have become 
proven true. And the biggest one that I'm really honestly a little, I don't want to say scared because again, I'm not scared. I'm maybe a little concerned to see how this plays out. And I think it has to happen because we have such a corrupt country, not the people in this country, but the people who run this country, the de facto fraudulent government, AKA the corporation. They're killing this system. They, and, and, and the system, believe it or not, one way or another, the system does have to go down because we've been we've been led down such a hellish path. And we, I hate to say it, people, but America, and not we the people, but the, the, the tyrants that run this country at the moment, we've been looked at as the great Satan around the world. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me when you hear Iran overseas, you know, over there saying, you know, death to America, right? It doesn't surprise me when you hear Europeans saying, you stupid Americans. You know what? We are stupid over here. Why? Because we're allowing the devil to lull us to sleep with stupid distractions and our stupid iPhones and Netflix and TV. And let's go smoke our pot because now it's legal in our state. Let's go party it up, have sex and do drugs and party on and rock and roll, right? Party on, Wayne. We are a stupid nation, but I think we have the ability. God, at the throne again, we can become a prosperous and blessed nation again, but we have to get priorities straight and we need to start seeing what's what. But if we're going to kill, listen, it's like that, that story in the Bible with David and Goliath where David looks at Goliath, and, and again, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically where D David says to Goliath, not only will I kill you, but I'm going to cut your head off, and I'm going to feed it to the birds. That's a pretty bold statement. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like, you already, if you kill him, you, you know, great. No, he took it one step further because he basically defamed his God. He said, because you defame my God, not only will I kill you, I will cut your head off, and I will feed it to the birds. And then I will do it to the rest of your buddies, basically, the rest of the Philistines. And guess what happened? Not only did he kill him, but yeah, David did cut his head off. And guess what happened with the other Philistines, I think is what they were. I, I can't remember. They ran off. They're like, oh, no way. We're out. So if we're going to bring down this monster called the government, a.k.a. the corporation that runs this nation here, yeah. The crash of the dollar absolutely has to happen because this is we've been running on such an illusion for so long. And this is what happened with the USSR. If you actually did your research and did a little history check, true history, not that bull crap they teach you in freaking, a.k.a., you know, the public school system, a.k.a. the uh, governmental, you know, indoctrination systems for children to tell you how to think and not be a critical thinker. But if you actually looked at the USSR, what's happening in this country happened to the USSR back in the uh, back in the 90s. Well, but Jason, but the USSR was ran by a bunch of socialists. I know. Socialists and communists and whatever else. Yeah, well, guess what? This country is too. You don't think that the programs that we have operating here are not socialistic in nature? Do you not think that we're not the great Satan of the world because we have a ton of abortion clinics all over the country killing millions and millions of innocent unborn little souls before they even get to see the light of day? Yeah, we are the great Satan of the world, and I hate to break it to you. Listen, I love my nation. I love this country. and But you know what? My allegiance does not go to the red, white, and blue. It goes to Jesus Christ and God Almighty in heaven. Let me be.
this nation is the great Satan, but it, I believe it can be the great light on the hill once again. If people only pulled their heads out of the rear end and started turning their eyes to the cross and getting back to God the Father. I don't say this thing, the, these things lightly. This guy is sounding like a Bible thumper. Good. I've been called work. Be called and good. Damn right. I'm a Jesus freak Bible thumper. And quite frankly, with the day I had today, I don't really care what people think of me. I never have. That's the definition of true freedom right there is not giving a damn what people think of you. I know the power of Christ and I know what he's done in my life and I in our home and he's moved mountains in our home and he's still working. I had a weak day today. I allowed Satan to get in my head. Yes. I had a bad day. I let it become a bad day. I allowed all the little things that went wrong today to bring me down. But you know what? Now, as I'm talking to you guys right now, yes, I feel an uplifting inside my soul. I feel the Holy Spirit working through me right now because at the end of the day, we need to get back to God. And again, I do not say these things lightly. Wow, 37 minutes in. That's awesome. I didn't want tonight to be a wasted day. I definitely did not want to also have this be a night where I let it kick me down so far down to where I fell down and didn't get back up and not do any show at all. Because again, I wanted to an hour long show, but that didn't happen. But I still wanted to be get on here, be real with you. Because my whole thing is I need to be authentic with you. I can't just come on here and put on a fake front. Be like, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to his heart line. And today we're going to discuss. No, I can't do that. When I, when my headspace is not right, which it wasn't, I'm like that in the future. Hopefully they're far and few between. But when I have those kind of days, I'll still get on the air. I may not be pleasant to listen to maybe, and I might not be funny. That's fine. But you know what? I'm going to be real with you. You can guarantee you, I can guarantee you one thing that you're going to get on this show is you're going to get authenticity beyond measure. I don't want to pull the wool over your eyes. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't care how many listeners I get. I'm never going to ask, you know, I'm never going to ask anything. Like, here's the thing. I'm, I'm not doing this for profit. I'm doing this because it's important. I'm trying to get a message out there. Because God pushed me to do this. Now, at some point, yeah, I'm going to start selling t-shirts, you know, the His Hardline shirts and, you know, um, there's going to be some ways that I'm going to try to, you know, maybe generate some income, but again, never to, never for membership for extra information. I know there's podcasters out there that do that. Like they have, you know, basic information. Oh, but if you want this extra, extra awesome podcast here, sign up for this membership here and become one of my, you know, my little, uh, little minions that pays for a subscription. No, I don't believe in that. I might throw up a donation tab on there, you know, for like PayPal or not PayPal because PayPal sucks, but like maybe give, send, go or something. I haven't set one up yet, but if I do, I'll put it down there, but I'm not going to ask for money. If you feel at liberty to want to do that on your own accord, awesome. But I will never tell you, hey, do me a favor, please, please donate to me. No, I'm not going to do that. 
But if I do that, I'm going to have it available in case somebody feels compelled by the Holy Spirit to do it. Wonderful. But I want to get an online store, get it going, you know, set up to where I'm selling his hardline shirts that have Bible scriptures on the back. If you want to buy those, awesome. But again, all this in time. Right now, I, I, that's the last thing in my mind. I'm not even trying to embark on any of those endeavors. I just need to get this message out because time is of the essence, and we need this country back on track, and we need to get back to a self-governed status like we were over 150 years ago. That's why we have the assemblies. That's why we need, you know, in part of our assemblies that, you know, we need to get God back at the throne, and we need more good men and women of high moral fiber involved. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that because this is a, uh, I want to spend some time with my family and they kind of experienced a really nasty, crappy side of me. And I kept telling them to hush and let me be so I can deal with this bull crap that I was dealing with. And now I want to go enjoy a family movie night with them. So um, I'm going to go get some dinner. I'm going to get some cozies and I'm going to sit and enjoy my little girl and my beautiful wife. And we're just going to enjoy our evening as a family. So I hope the rest of you do as well. God bless you. And um, we're going to be out for now. But tomorrow, my daughter and I, we're going to do a 1% or less with him. Uh, John chapter 10, I believe, is what we're going to do. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. God bless. Down. Get back up. That's what we're all about over here at His Hard Line. Right? Remain steadfast and uncompromising. Like it says in Joshua 1.9. I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Indeed, he is. Good night and God bless. And I'm signing out until next time. Thank you for listening to His Heart Line. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the day. That concludes our discussion. Remember, remember, it's all about being firm. Uncompromising. Our job here is to expand the kingdom of our Heavenly Father. Thank you for listening to His Heartline, and don't forget to visit us at www.hisheartline.com. Until then or the next time, we'll see you then.